0: Five, four, three, two, one.
1: Bop, bop. It's the Scoops. Okay, hi guys. Welcome to the Scoops. Uh, Jeff, Benny, Kiana here. Uh, today's episode is episode three. Uh, we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, don't worry. Uh, I'm going to be leading the way on it today, but then we're going to talk about each category uh, because in some way or another, we've used these categories in our lives, our professional lives, or uh, with our families. So yeah, hope you enjoy. Tell your friends about us and let's get rocking and rolling. So the emotional intelligence is broken up into five categories. Uh, They are motivation self-awareness, self-regulation, empathy, and social skills. Now, it sounds like a lot. It just sounds like a big mess of different things, but it's it's how you combine these five attributes or skills that make you emotionally intelligent. And some of the best leaders in the world today uh, have the highest amount of emotional intelligence. So we'll start off with... Well, we did motivation on our last episode, so we kind of know about... How do you motivate others? How do you motivate yourself? Uh, let's talk about self-awareness. So for Jeff and Kiana, what, what kind of, how, what does self-awareness mean to you guys first?
2: Uh, I specifically think uh, of speaking, uh, nowadays things that come out of your mouth should be well thought, I believe. Uh, so one of the things I try and be most self-aware is, uh, thinking before I speak?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's stay on that for a second because that's, that's, that's crucial. Like regardless if we're talking about the business world or the world that you guys are kind of in with fitness and health as your jobs, regardless if you're an entry position or if you're the owner of the company, like what you say to your clients and your workers is huge. Mm-hmm right? If you say the wrong things, like people might not say it to your face, but they're going to start walking away from you.
2: Yeah. I definitely try and be, um, charismatic, but more so, uh, well informed with things I say, especially in the field that we are in, there is a lot of
0: gimmicks.
2: Yeah. It's a lot of bullshit. The health and fitness field is full of bullshit. Uh, everyone and their uncle is a fitness Instagrammer, uh, giving out advice. And I personally try and combat that by being very self-aware of the information that I'm giving out kind of in our last episode we talked about how I personally really like when people ask me questions why we do things uh, and I like to have answers but I like those answers to be researched peer-reviewed proven solid factual scientific information and not something I I read on some Facebook article
1: Absolutely. No, that's huge. I and mean, you can imagine, like, so from, from my world in, in a corporate job, like, that's that's huge is if my leadership says something that isn't factual, like, they lose integrity. They lose the trust I have in them to now even day-to-day stuff they say is, is getting challenged, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you go and say something crazy, uh, you know. Without ruffling feathers, I don't know. I I won't say anything off the top of my head. See, that's self.
2: This juice (laughs) detox will help you lose a bunch of weight. Yeah, look at that. (laughs)
1: Look
0: at my self awareness there. (laughs) Yeah. Um. When I think self awareness, I think more like uh knowing like where you're strong, where you're weak, um, and and, like kind of recognizing, being aware of those. You know, like uh, I don't know. Um, like knowing that say you're strong when it comes to. Um, speaking in front of others Um, but you're weak when it comes to that like one-on-one kind of deeper conversation and that's something to be self-aware of and and to kind of build on that
1: oh yeah self knowledge uh uh, self-management um you know of being i feel like a lot of companies yeah well being able to like you know like you said in, in the speaking world knowing your weaknesses but not only that but Maybe not being afraid to say, I don't know the answer. Let me go check. Yeah, Like sure. not afraid to be like, hey, why don't we go talk to so-and-so? Because I know they know what they're talking about in this department. Yeah. Instead of trying me, to be that yeah. expert. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Let me look that up is a very common thing I say that I didn't think I was going to say entering into this field.
0: Yeah. Like, absolutely.
2: oh, let me go look that up.
0: Uh, from a business perspective as well, like doing uh, SWOT analysis and stuff like that, you know, like strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and like kind of seeing where you are uh, on that kind of graph or, or scale of, um, on yeah, where, where you're strong at as a company even, uh, or as a business, uh, and then recognizing where you're weak at as well, I think is super important.
1: Well, yeah, I think it goes back to like our one of our favorite podcasters, Jacko Willick, uh, well, well, Nick, um, you know, uh, complete, <laughs> complete, uh, extreme ownership, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. just owning your world and owning yourself. Um, so the next one, uh, let's talk about the sociability, uh, social and economic awareness. So what does that mean to you guys a little bit? Social,
2: social awareness. Social awareness. Yeah. Um, is that like socio just,
1: just go off the
0: top of your head. What do you, what do you feel like it's
1: – well, Maybe it
0: can I be – yeah, go. Oh, Give her. Sorry. Uh, I was thinking for social awareness, like knowing where you are in a crowd and, like, kind of um, what you represent. So uh, as, like, a, a kickboxing coach and stuff like that, uh, when we were living in James Bay, I had to be careful about what I said and did uh, in a social setting. Um, because there are so many people who kind of look up to you as a coach and like look up to you as a role model, you don't want to. Mm. You don't. You want to be aware of that, right? So when I would go to thrifties, uh, I wouldn't the
2: grocery store or, or like grocery the pad store or and stuff. Yeah,
0: exactly. I like I would make sure I was eating healthy and getting healthy groceries there because I don't want one of my clients to come in and be like, "Oh, you're just eating two tubs of ice cream and three bags of chips for dinner tonight." Like, what you, <laughs> what's up with this? You know what I mean? So like that yeah. social awareness, I think is that, super crucial.
1: Uh, another word that i think that is too is organizational awareness right like like you said understanding your crowd and who you're with and and what 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 are you portraying to the group you're in front of right what are you selling what you're selling are you you know And
0: and how do they portray you right yeah it's like if they portray you as the leader well then you better kind of step up and start to lead
1: yeah absolutely Um, another kind of thing of social awareness is that, that empathy. So, you know, being able to, um, see someone's expressions and, and, and see what they're going through and no matter what it is, having that ability to like have that empathy. Right. And, and, you know, for you, maybe, uh, well a perfect example is for someone who doesn't love pets a pet passing away is like oh well you're just gonna get another one whereas like for for you guys being dog owners like if you lost your dog that'd be devastating right like Mm -hmm. that's that's that part of like just because i don't have a dog doesn't mean i can't i shouldn't have empathy for you guys for losing something that you guys cared a lot about
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right And and these are just so like to relay it back is the emotional intelligence part of this is just like, if you're able to start, you can see if you can start to combine these things. So how my self-awareness, how I affect others. And then how am I like, how is that group or when am I, what am I portraying to that group? As you start to combine these skills, you know, you start to become like a stronger leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next one, Oh, I lost my spot, but, uh, You know, um, so we already talked about motivation. So you got your motivation, your self-awareness, uh, your social skills, uh, would be then your relationship management. So what's, what's that like for you guys? So relationship management can mean anything from how you manage your coworkers to how you manage your subordinates to how you manage, uh, friendships like what, what's that kind of like for you guys?
2: I have trouble with this. I have to very proactively do this. I have a lot of long distance friends um, and in my current work situation, I don't work super closely with my coworkers. Um, we've recently moved so I don't we don't have as many friends near us physically Uh, so this is something that I very much have to work at Um, but this also comes down to uh, I have a very small group of friends because I have to work so hard at it Um, and then working as a server previously uh, I'm very very good at topical relationships a good 30 minute to an hour relationship uh where you're very much small talk i can manage those relationships excellently no problem super easy um it pretty much trained me to be a massage therapist where i see you for an hour and then i shoot you out the door um but in terms of like deeper relationships i find that i have to work harder at it
1: do you think and this is just like off the top of my head do you think with your tables when you were um you know Doing that thirty-second "Hi, I'm your best friend," tip me more kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think you were kind of, in a way, coaching and mentoring your tables and kind of doing conflict management all at once?
2: Uh, I don't think I was doing conflict management. I think I was doing.
1: Uh, but Mr. Service. I was Mrs. able to.
2: I was able to read tables. Uh, to give them the service they wanted. Um, so I was able, it was almost like a character playing different roles because some tables, they want to talk to you all day. They want to tell you about their kids. They want to show you pictures. They want to, they want you there a lot. Whereas you have other tables that want you to, it's almost like you're a ghost where they, they want all the service, but they don't want to see you. Uh, so I found in that 30 second to one minute greeting that you give them, I, I, after working in the industry for a very long time, was able to narrow down what kind of service that table wanted from me. So yeah. less con- conflict management and more is this co- becoming more of like a social um, awareness, like you were saying before, maybe.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But- well, I've for you, Jeff, like, so, so I'll, I'll let you know, I was just trying to see where you guys thought it would go, but like the, the five key things of relationship management for emotional intelligence is influence, coach, and mentor, conflict management, teamwork, and inspirational le- leadership. So, you, you know, you talked on the last episode, Jeff, about monetary leadership, but how do you get that person – like in, in football when there isn't monetary gain, and especially like at the level we coach at with junior football, like most kids aren't going pro, but how do you get the guy – To give that full effort, even though the professional career is not there, he's just playing football for fun. Yeah,
0: Um, I don't know. Um, I think I think finding that like kind of deeper meaning, uh, or like kind of like that root cause, like I I talked about in the other podcast, of like, yeah, maybe some people's motivation might be that they want to be a Canadian All Star. Um, you know, that might be the thing that motivates them to to play well and you, you give them certain things that they need to reach in order to get that goal and that, that'll motivate them to play better. And then there's others that just want to play because they love the game uh, and they they like learning the aspect of the game. So um, motivating them by teaching them new plays or making sure that they actually understand the, the coverage that you're running and why you're running it in certain situations that can motivate them to play harder for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think you kind of have to find like the the deeper cause of of why they want to play football and like why they're why they're there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: What do you think? What do, how do you motivate kids?
1: Well, I think it goes back to like what Kiana said and in and, and the restaurant industry is you know you, you would like to be able to treat and manage people all the same. You'd love to do that. But I think every individual needs different attention and different motivators, right? Like like for me personally at at my job, um, I don't need you to tell me I'm doing a good job when I haven't done anything. I don't need the fake, hey, man, really appreciate what you've done. I'm like, dude, I'm just doing my job. Like why are you giving me claps? Whereas when I do the 14-hour or 12-hour shift or when I complete a project or I improve you know when I improve something dramatically um, I, I that's when I want that recognition I want real recognition versus like some people need like some of the people at work like uh, at work you know like they, they need that thank you every day they need that you know thank you for your hard work every single day and that's what gets them through their day and that's what people so so I think it's like you gotta learn and understand your your the kids you're coaching and then you got to sprinkle it out as you go you got to you got to figure out all right what's going to get this guy to work harder what's going to get this guy to be happier at practice because like if you're just pissed off at practice all the time you're never going to get better like if you're just in a negative atmosphere with a negative mood you're going to forget plays you're going to forget like your attitude just Goes out the window, and and next thing you know, like you're you're not playing well, and you don't even realize it's yourself that's doing it. So, uh, the crowd. It, yeah, it's 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 trying to figure out everyone and getting everyone to buy into the team goal. So yeah. like for us for us last year, you know, me and Coach Al on D line, we just asked our D line, "What do you guys want out of this season?" And everybody said national championship. And we said, "Is that what you want?" Like hundred percent. We want to be national championship winners. And they were like, yeah. And they are like, okay, well, we're going to coach you then to make sure, like, that's where we're going. Not everybody's going to be able to play every now, but cheer your teammates, and here we go. And we got a pretty good response. I think some guys, unfortunately, just didn't make plays, and you know what that's like. Like, if you don't make plays, and you don't play. And that's the tough part of high-level football is, you can do everything right in practice, but as soon as you get in the game, you got to you got to perform. So that's kind of like a little off topic, but yeah, it's just figuring out what the goal is of each individual and then trying to get them to buy into a team goal. I think as soon as you get a team goal, they self, they self-monitor each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's very easy to coach when when you got players yelling at other players to do better. It's like, ah, I'll just sit back and uh, sit in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So, like, that was, like, the craziest thing about our 2014 team. It was not – we had talent, but – and, like, you know, Coach, Coach Beatty took us to another level of football knowledge, but the craziest thing about that team was, like, if you did something wrong, somebody behind you on the field was telling you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we all knew where each what each other had to do. There wasn't too many guys out there that couldn't tell you what the coverages were where our corner should be or where our safety should be, where the D line should be blitzing, which gap, like we all held each other accountable. So, you know, if you can do that as a coach, that's crazy good is like, you know, creating that that teamwork mentality and that relationship management.
0: Yeah. I think another key thing is like building a deeper relationship with players as well. Like one thing that I've learned, uh, doing an internship with uh, some high school athletes is, um, you can coach them and cue them all you want on certain exercises. But the thing that made the biggest difference was just before our sessions even started, I would just ask them how their day was going, you know, like, Oh, what are you doing in school? Like, Oh man, I wrote like three tests today. And just talking to them about those tests made a bigger difference when it came to actually coaching them than any of the cues I could have gave them during that, that session. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, that's that social awareness. That's like back to the last thing we were talking about. That's that empathy. Empathy is huge. And people People jump all over empathy. As soon as you like empathize with someone, and you like buy into their world for that, even if it's like, like Kiana said, even if you're at that table and I pick up your photo and you can have the ugliest baby in the world on that photo, and I go, "Oh my God, your kid's so cute!" Like that five seconds. That sounds horrible. Like people are gonna be like, "Oh my God, what are these people talking about?" But That's what, what they I'm saying here, it, but it, it, it's the truth is exactly we we want that empathy empathy we want that mm. here's what i'm doing
0: right when i go sit down i feel, a like, restaurant, it, I feel but, like it has to be real though you know like i feel like you can kind of see through it i mean maybe not all the time but like i feel like to some extent like especially if you're seeing them on a consistent basis I was gonna like say, that's where the coach
2: yeah the um, coaching and the serving deviate there yeah. because with serving you see a table and it's essentially a one and done whereas with you coaching kids every week for a year, like their entire school year that's a that's a different exactly. scenario oh like, for
0: sure people could say the same thing when it comes to serving if you have those regulars yes. that i'm in yeah, all the yeah. time right like you want to yeah. build that relationship for them and i guarantee those will be the people that tip you the most because you build that relationship it's the same thing when it comes to coaching if you can build that relationship with them then you can guarantee those will be the kids that work the hardest at practice because they know that you care
1: the easiest thing you can do is remember one personal thing about a person and bring it up as soon as you see them when they are expecting you not to remember anything. And that we have this one leader in my company, i probably smart not to name names, uh, but you know he, he does this crazy thing where he learns everybody's first name and he remembers it. And what he he visits locations on a very light basis. I'm not gonna get into any more details about that, but basically, he shows up, shakes your hand, and says your first name, and you're like, "How do you know who I am?" There's like a hundred thousand <laughs> employees at Cintas, and you know who I am? Like that's insane. And it's just that little—it's a trick. Don't get me wrong; it's—it's it's, a—it's a trick he's doing. He learned how to do it, but that just goes like a mile away. Whereas, like you said, if you're working out with this kid every day, and you remember he just had a big test. And he walks into the gym. You he go, hey man, how'd that test go? And he's like, holy cow, Je- Coach Coach Mock is just listening to me every day. Like this guy cares. This yeah. guy gives this guy gives some shits about me. This is cool. Yeah. I think
0: that's like a hundred percent the most important thing when it comes to almost everything that we've been talking about, like motivating, having that um, self awareness, that social awareness, all that. I think it comes down to kind of building those relationships.
1: I get more satisfaction getting someone to where they want to go than my own personal gains. Like I, I love my personal gains. I want to be successful. I'm super motivated. Try to do the corporate job. But what I've felt the most success in this last year is I think four, four or five. I can't remember. What the name, yeah. Four or five people I've, I've helped promote uh, and get to like, get to somewhere new. Now I've also helped a couple people, you know, leave the company because it wasn't right for them uh and and i think companies should look at turnover in a different way especially if it's a young person that's going to school for something not related to my company it's like well why would i try to keep them what's the point of that (laughs) like this person wants to do a human kinetics degree and we're like set on keeping them like okay let's maybe let them go do their human kinetics field and not (laughs) worry about uniforms like let's help them right Cause then that person is going to go find their friends and then say good things about us. Right. Like, so
2: that's actually funny. Cause my GM at my old restaurant that I worked at was very much like that. I was like, what are you doing? What do you want to do? Do you want to go to school or work with your schedule? You, you, have to. What you Yeah. Let us know what you want. And then we will help you get there, which I our, was the best.
1: Our world is too connected where you can't just throw people to the side of the road anymore. Mm-hmm you should be managing people. People that leave you, that, that should be really well managed how they're leaving your company. So at least when they leave and go somewhere else, they can send you back people. Mm. If if you leave and we just go whatever, see you later. You did nothing for us for the last ten years. Like that person is gonna be like, hey, what did you think about like you know what did you think about that job? And like, oh well, I worked for ten years. I decided it wasn't for me after ten years, and they didn't give a shit. And that person's gonna be like, you know, like, oh, that doesn't sound like a great place to work. Ten, that person gave ten years of their life. That's a long time, right? So, anyway, I I don't know how we got on that track, but uh, oh yeah, yeah right. Uh, just uh, helping others be successful, and I and I think that's a part of like that's that's emotional intelligence as a whole for me is being able to understand and empathize with others and trying to get them to get their goals while you're reaching your own, right? Because at the end of the day, you still need to be a critical, smart leader and you can't just like abandon all things to get somebody to where they want to be. But if you're able to articulate that in a intelligent way to that person, like, okay, you want to get to this? Okay, this is what I need from you and here's how we're going to do it. But, but, yeah. What's the, what's the, the last, the fifth, uh, well, we, we actually did talk about all of them. So, what it is, is it's self awareness, self management, social awareness, relationship management, and then um, social st- or, or motivation as a whole. So motivation is like the last piece that brings it all together.
2: You can listen and to episode two to hear our take on motivation.
1: <laughs> should, have, should have put that in there first, like Jocko have yeah. like, Go <laughs> listen to episode two. Go listen to episode two, and this episode will be better. But, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I don't care. It, life isn't as fun if other people are being successful with you. I'm not that, like, you know, entrepreneurs, they want to go dominate. They want to do self things. I want to see my friends and I all grow and get better. And, like, this is why the three of us are doing something like this because we're super passionate about it. But, you know, you want to see other people grow and be successful with you. But we should probably save that for goals. Goals could be episode five. Anyway, so that's episode three. Uh, That's a wrap. We're going to be trying to get more consistent with it, a.k.a. Ben will be more on top of his schedule than (laughs) he has been. Uh, Quiet over there. Uh, And we'll have a lot of free time given the quarantine. So episode three is a wrap. Uh, episode four. We're gonna talk about some personality tests and some uh, and, and a book called Everything Is Fucked. A book about hope by Mark Manson. And yeah, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your coworkers. Pass it along. Thanks, guys.
0: Bye, Ben.
1: Yeah. Jeff,
2: say goodbye. There you go. Okay. Woo! I forgot that you can't just do this because it's a (laughs) podcast.